0: Live in studio this morning here at JM and the AM is the author of the book, The Battle for Your Computer. Alon Arvats is here. The subtitle is Israel and the Growth of the Global Cybersecurity Industry. A pleasure to say Shana Tova and Shalom. Welcome
1: to JM and the AM. Shana Tova and Shalom Nachum. Why are you in Teaneck, New Jersey? Oh, that's an amazing question. (laughs) So actually, after I found my previous startup, Insight, cybersecurity startup. Which started in Israel. We started in Israel, um, and we sold it in 2021. I got to a conclusion that it's not enough for me. I want another startup. So I'll find another one. In the same space, in the same Uh, cybersecurity? So actually, no. adjacent space, uh, cloud computing. Wow. Yes. Uh, Very similar, similar technologies. Uh, I can bring a lot of my enterprise experience uh, but different space. And in order okay. to do that, you need to be in the USA? Yeah. So this time, unlike in the previous startup, I'm the CEO. Right. So I'm also responsible for building all the go-to-market uh, organization for the mm. company. And go-to-market is in the US. The how, customer is here. How long have you been here? One month. Literally. Literally. You just got here, so Yeah, to speak. August 23rd. <laughs> this is when I landed. So you missed Rosh Shadda in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have my first abroad, by the way. Was it nice here? Yeah, it right. a, it it's dinic, you it know, a, that's mean Israel. <laughs> oh, be careful, please be careful.
0: <laughs> and where, where are you from? What city in Israel do you originate from?
1: So I, I grew up in Ranaana, wow. probably many Americans know Ranaana. No Rana. do you know English so well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know English so well because my dad worked all these years in the high-tech industry. Uh, he's an Israeli. He's an Israeli. And he's been Dear going Israeli. around the world. I'm seventh generation yeah. in Israel. Wow. Um, and he knew that it's very important to know English, like he works with English all day long. So since I'm in first grade, I'm going to tutors to learn English. Mm. He must be thrilled with what's happened to your (laughs) career, I would imagine. Yeah, I guess so, he's pretty proud. And actually, a couple of years ago, he became a CFO in a cybersecurity company. Which is based where? Which is based in Ramat Gan, in Israel. Um, And it's funny, because suddenly we're in the same space, and we can talk about cybersecurity. Well,
0: there's probably (laughs) certain things you can't talk about, right? I would assume. Exactly. (laughs) So we can't. uh, But it's a lot of fun. It's funny. I have two nephews, one in the Army, one in the Navy, who do this. Who do what you describe in the book are always monitoring what's going on in other countries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It doesn't surprise you. There are plenty of young people in Israel doing that, right? Right, there are plenty of those. And and they can't say, I mean, you know this and, and it's obvious to anybody, they can't say a word to anybody about anything. You know, we, we, we can't even ask them, you know, how 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 work was today, because they it's just better for them to keep their mouths shut, frankly.
1: Yeah, of uh, course. With, and today it's possible to sell a lot more than in the past. Okay, in the really? past, you couldn't have said anything. This book, by the way went through censorship.
0: I would imagine. And, and 10 years ago, it would never have been
1: printed, or that's not fair? I, I wouldn't say never been printed, but a lot of things that exist in the book would have taken out. Right. You actually what, do... I, you are careful with certain names, not to
0: actually use the real names, yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, and but, some
1: things were taken off. Right. Some things were taken off. And so. the censor
0: means what? An official army censor? Or who? who is it that's doing that censoring?
1: Um, no, that's like, I think the... Um, is there a uh, firm that does it? Like no, 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 no. It's the it's like uh, it's uh, it's um, it's part of the government, an arm basically. of the government. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. not remember what part, what ministry exactly. M-
0: Mistrat has something.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there, it's like it's uh it's a. Uh, It's an organization that's all focused on censorship and books, movies, whatever. The
0: the story about your father may answer my first question. Um, How long ago did he start in this whole space? And the reason I'm asking that is because I was trying to figure, you know, I I was in high school in the 80s, so you could imagine (laughs) that, you know... I mean, I remember word processors when we started using those and buying my first one. And then I remember the the I forgot what they called it. It was a it was a Brother machine that that was actually like some type of computer or word processor, but more advanced. And then i you know I used that for assignments and articles and things like that. And I used that at the start of my career as well. And then at some point in the nineties, I'm assuming around the same time that we started to be able to be heard around the world, around the same time that email became commonplace. Right. That's probably the watershed moment where we, where we sprung forward into this whole era. Would you say that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I talk about it in the book. Uh, so basically, it's important to understand when you talk about cybersecurity, cybersecurity is always one step after a new technology. Right. Okay? So there is internet. Stay ahead of the bad guys. Exactly. Yeah. Usually they're ahead of us. Okay? Right. I, that's what Usually scares ahead me. Of us. That's, that's us. why I'm wondering, <laughs> after reading your
0: book, I'm saying to myself, how is it possible that they don't know everything about me, these
1: guys? <laughs> Maybe they do. It's possible. Maybe they do. <laughs> but basically, you know, there's a new technology. The bad guys come in, they say, okay, new technology. There's right. a new way to get into other people's computers, smartphone, whatever. Right. They find the way in. And then we, as the defenders, we understand how they do it, and we build defenses. Yeah, this is how it works. I mean, I
0: hate to jump forward, but you know, let's take some of the classic examples of this. It's no secret, and you credit both the U.S. and Israel for this. I, 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 only, I only heard credit, you know, 15 years ago to Israel, uh, in terms of the, um, uh, in terms of being able to infiltrate Iranian computers and actually shut down their system of building nuclear technology right that's essentially right. what it did right right a- am, am i right by the way to give israel more credit than anyone else on this or, or not necessarily? Uh, i don't know. Okay. new york
1: times said that the u.s had is- a role israel and u.s okay that's what they said let's Got stick it. to that so
0: so now one would assume that especially at this point, that the bad guys, so to speak, have some, if not all of the same technology that you and I use that obviously in a colloquial form that you used to destroy their progress, which begs the question, how is our electric grid in the United States still standing or still in motion? How is their water still being supplied to every home in this area? I mean, if everything is being operated by computers and the bad
1: guys are good at what they do,
0: how do we stay ahead of them on these basic things?
1: Yeah. So first of all, it's important to say that it's a very different state level attack than, than a cyber criminal that sits in his home and attacking computers. Like the level of expertise, the level of technology, the level of understanding on how to implement a successful attack is very different. Which is so higher. State is by far higher. Really? Okay? Of course. Of course. And like today in security, they say if if I don't know, China wants to break into your computer, they can do it. Right. It will take them two months, six months, one year. Right. Eventually it will happen. And you it, have proof about what the Russians did. The Russians, the Chinese. Right. You know, we talk about all these guys in the book. Right. Uh, they've done crazy stuff. So uh,
0: excuse the question, but why are they not? ruining the T-neck water system. <laughs> what, what is it that prevents them from doing that?
1: Yeah, so first of all, um, cyberspace has become a space where you engage in war. This is how right. it works, right? So basically, it's part of the politics, okay? And the foreign affairs with these companies, they're so uh, with this country, so they don't want to mess in the U.S. necessarily, so they prefer to stay quiet. Interesting. They prefer to stay quiet. For example, um, China had a few very successful espionage campaigns against the U S right. okay. So for example, I talk about the attack against um, Lockheed Martin and the fact that they were they
0: actually had a cyber attack on Lockheed. Definitely. Lockheed successful. makes the most, what the state of the they art they aircraft
1: 35. That's like the most, most state of the art
0: fighter jets.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And allegedly they were able to get some of the um, F 16 plans. So instead of investing years and years of research and development, they just launched a, a cyber attack, right. got into the computer, got the plan. and So in the yeah. old
0: days, you would have to send a spy into the Lockheed offices, have them go in the middle of the night and take photographs of these plans, get them back to China, and eventually they would see this technology. Now, in an instant, it seems, without sending a human being, they have access to exactly.
1: it. Exactly. By the way, there is an amazing story about this uh, Jewish-French uh, person that worked for the, uh, for the French government, and he was... Um, uh, he, he helped uh, develop the MiG uh, a, a jet, uh, right. a fighter jet. Sure. Um, and he really wanted to help Israel back there. They didn't have any fighter jets. And they really needed it. So he just like took, you know, he just um, snuck papers and papers of the MiG plans, the technology. Right. Okay. And sent so like, them to the Israelis. Uh, to Israel. Right. Okay. So just like page by page right. of papers. Well, that's, sent how <laughs> that's how it was done. That's how it was done. Today, you use it in China. You can get through the internet, access to some place in, uh, in the US, you can get all the data back. If I, wrote, if I wrote an article in the 1980s, I'd put it, put it in a file folder and save it. You know, exactly. you know how it
0: gets saved today? Very differently. I know, it's I know. It's sitting in the cloud somewhere.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, Alone Arvitz is with us. The book is called The Battle for Your Computer. All right, so I asked you about the water system, and I, I like your answer because it seems to be, that's always the traditional answer about why Russia, going back now to the Cold War, did not launch a nuclear strike on the United States. They exactly. so didn't want to be the first to do that and it sounds like even though there is capability among some of these states to do what i just described electricity water etc they don't want to be the first to start that type of cyber war right exactly that's really it that's what holds them up from doing it that that's amazing which also, uh, I, I then assume that because the rogue guy sitting in his basement does not have the same "quote unquote" ethics that some of the state leaders might have, you know, even if it's forced ethics, uh, so ethic or interest or yeah. interest, right? <laughs> so, if he wanted to gain access to all my passwords to all the activities of this network, which operates through a streaming service. Etc. They could. They would, they would just have to have again the interest in doing so. It's sort of like it's sort of like I know my bank account's never going to be hacked because there's never more than a few thousand dollars in there. <laughs> but if I have a neighbor who's got a hundred thousand dollars in his bank account, the likelihood is that, that he might get hacked,
1: right? Right. <laughs> but to be fair, today it's a lot harder to launch a successful cyber attack than in the best in the past.
0: Past meaning what? Five years ago? Ten years ago? Uh, Ten
1: years ago? Really? Yeah. Of course, because uh, the defenses are, have really improved. So, you know, in the past, like when I was a kid, like kids my age could like get anywhere right. on the internet. They can take down websites. website. They, and I have friends that have done it in the past. Right. Okay. Today it's a lot harder because today the security tools have really improved over time.
0: So when you have a service like, like LifeLock, that they're legitimately can say that they are at the you know the state of the art top of their game when it comes to protecting one's
1: privacy, when it comes to protecting one's identity. They can say that. It doesn't mean that you are hundred percent protected, right? Okay, don't but get be, about but it. Could it
0: be ninety nine percent?
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. There is a concept in cybersecurity of people that are called script kiddies. Okay, this is people without very high expertise. They just try to do some basic stuff and to hack into places they think that doesn't keep security you know very well right that's the entire concept
0: which is why when people generally speaking when we're alerted to some type of uh, infiltration it's usually a store credit card right right but that's
1: not true i think some of the big banks have also been infiltrated right of course so because they're also very advanced attackers no doubt about that by the way last week there was a huge attack against mgm and caesars these are companies that spend millions on security. So what think, hap- what happens practically? Are their customers at risk? Are we like what happens in the end? Okay, so in in that specific case, uh, the attackers gain control over all their data. Right. So that includes all the data about their customers. Every
0: person who's ever signed up for their service.
1: For example, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's insane. It's casino. casino. Well, right? how- People don't want to know that. Right, but forget <laughs> that. But how dangerous is it that they have all this private information? Um, so I, I think, so, okay. So first of all, it's important to understand, like, unlike real war, in, in cyber war, like, the damage is limited. Like, no one is going, like, unless...
0: No, but if every social security number of every single customer is now known by a hacker, they've got That's a tremendous bad. advantage. That's bad. And chances are they do have every social security That's number, bad, right? but, but the, the danger You didn't answer my question. Chances are they do or don't have every social security number. Of, what, uh, of, in the of people in, in, the,
1: in, in the their MGM? customer base, yeah. So I don't know. They didn't publish what was exactly... Could it be? Uh, or you'd yes. be surprised? No, could be. Definitely could be.
0: So my information, and I use that, you know, generically for the billion people on this planet or how many billion there are, everyone's information is out there. It would be impossible to believe that some criminal doesn't have, you know, it collectively, that the criminals don't have every piece of private information that's available out there.
1: So I wouldn't say every piece, but, uh, you know, you need to assume that they have your personal data. Right. And you need to minimize the risk. That's what it's all about. You cannot be 100% protected. Okay. That's the reality. We need to learn to live with it. Okay, so my, my mother in law, every time she thinks about someone having like the, the very little Correct. piece of information out there, it's scary. She, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she gets re- really nervous about right. it. Um, but I think we need to understand t- and know how to live with that, okay? They do have some of her personal information. And I just need to minimize the risk and minimize my exposure. Is that your main goal?
0: Is that your your yeah. startup all about minimizing the risk? Uh,
1: my previous startup, right, the previous, my new, not new the, startup, not the cloud is, computing. Yeah, exactly. not the cloud computing? Yeah, that's but what on it's the previous, all about. One, that's what it's all yes. about. I never said.
0: And could you put it in in in? Could you put it in practical terms, like you know? <laughs> can you put it in old time terms? How do? How does one minimize that risk? We know, we know how to minimize the risk of being attacked. You secure right. the border, you send more you know, men and women to the front, <laughs> you, know, you have more tanks, you have more F-16s, et etc. Et what happens in cyber war? How do you minimize that risk?
1: So first of all, you need to understand how the attackers infiltrate your phone or computer. How does that happen? Okay, So you need to understand they can come in through email Man. and, and uh, a file that you click can install something on your device. Right. You need to understand that if you click a, a, a link to some website, mm-hmm. theoretically they can use that. That's to... how viruses years ago became so common because people exactly. clicked on, clicked on exactly. stuff they shouldn't have clicked on. Exactly, exactly. So you need to understand the infiltration techniques. right? And when you understand that and you become aware, you can also prevent them. Right. Today I don't click anything. Right. Okay, that I don't know where and it if, came and, from. And if
0: you get an email, even from a, a familiar bank, you just have to assume it's it's a scam.
1: Yeah, and many times if I'm not 100% sure, I'm checking, like, who right. sent it to me? Right. So the fact that the, the, the name is written yeah, kid, doesn't mean he, he sent it. And my kids
0: have shown me that there'll, there'll be one letter that's lowercase instead of a traditional <laughs> uppercase. Exactly. And all a that zero stuff. Zero
1: instead of an O. Yeah, unbelievable. Whole thing is <laughs> right. Why
0: are Israelis so good at this? I mean, in general, there are people in history who have suggested that members of the Jewish faith uh, some may have said Ashkenazic Jews. And, and they're always at the top in terms of being able to you know, decipher stuff like this. But w- what is the
1: reality? Why are Israelis? Is your army experience have anything to do with this at all? Of course. And this is exactly the question the book is trying to answer. Okay, How Israel, a, a country that small, 0.12% uh, of the world population. Less than 10 million people. It, right, produces like 25% of the cybersecurity unicorn globally. And the answer okay. is? And the, the main answer is, uh, like you said, the military service. Okay. We've really? Always, yes. We've always been a country that needed to defend ourselves against enemies around us, and the military had to adapt all the time. So it's a, it's a mentality, not a technique. It's more it's, of a mentality. It's a mentality and experience that we gain through our military service. Okay, so I always like to compare it to NSA. NSA has amazing cyber capabilities. They're the ones responsible in this country for cybersecurity. But in Israel, you get recruited to the army when you're 18. Okay, you're doing like uh, three, four, five years of service, and then you go out. In these five years, you're doing crazy stuff related to cybersecurity. Okay, you need to defend your country. You need to get intelligence from the Iranians. You need to get intelligence from the Syrians. You need to do it all on time before something bad happens. This is what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So you do crazy stuff. You get tons of capabilities and there is aggregated expertise and experience in this organization. And after these three, four, five years, you go out to the industry. And what do you do as someone who's done like five, for five years, the most cutting edge things in cybersecurity, right. you go and open a cybersecurity startup.
0: So why do my nephews stay in the Army and Navy? They should be going out and <laughs> ma- making millions in the private sector. Don't, don't, wouldn't you advise them that way? <laughs> <laughs> they should do what's good for them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but do you get those who want to be lifelong Army people and stay in that system? Do you get that? Or, like, yeah, yeah. You appreciate still, still ha- that. Of
1: course, right. of course, it's amazing and a lot of people do it. And in the, like, in the Army you can do things you, you cannot do any place else. Right. It's very unique. So now,
0: we have such limited time, but I, I got to ask you a couple of things. The, the, we know about, again, Israeli infiltration of what's happening in Iran. It, it, we also know that it's probably in Israel's best interest, as the President of the United States said this week at the UN, that Iran does not get nuclear capability to the point where they can create nuclear weapons, etc. Can you say to me, as an observer that the likelihood is that Israel will never allow it. The same way, and you point this out in the book, Begin sends, you know, in the early 80s, you know, fighter jets to, to knock out the Iraqi nuclear uh, reactor. I think Ilan Ramon was actually on that mission, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, and then we had no choice. It had to physically be eliminated. Can we do the same thing from the offices in Haifa, and Tel Aviv, and make sure they never get
1: a nuclear weapon? So definitely, yes, and it has happened. Like, we're we, we literally you know, damaged hundreds of centers. not we, uh, right. Uh, Israel. Right, quote-unquote Israel. <laughs>
0: quote-unquote. So when the Prime Minister or even the President of the United States stokes this fear about Iran getting this, they're not being fair with us because the reality is Israel will never allow them, will never allow Iran to get to that point.
1: Israel will never allow, but I would say that uh, it will be foolish from Israel's side to only rely on its cyber capabilities. Right. Because cyber capabilities can be blocked Okay, and we cannot rely only on that. We need to use politics. We need to. We need. We need boots on the ground. Boots right. on the ground right. in Iran. We need everything to make it to stop it. We cannot rely only on our cyber capabilities.
0: Right. So even though we have the capability, and and you do describe this in the book, uh, to possibly, I don't want to say definitively, to possibly <laughs> um, um, shut down tanks fighter jets, et cetera, that are controlled by computers, right? right. It's possible to happen. Right. Nonetheless, we cannot go ahead and just eliminate the Israeli Air Force. We can't go ahead and eliminate, you know, tanks exactly. on the ground, et cetera. We cannot
1: rely only on right. that. But,
0: but wouldn't – and now I know I'm getting into a whole other topic, but I'm just curious, especially with your Army um, uh, experience – we talk about a voluntary Israeli army, which I think would change the complexion of a lot of what's going on in Israel, especially the 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 terrible rift. Uh, what, I don't want to say terrible. It's the rift that exists, whether it's worse or better than it was before, is another question uh, between those who want to go to the army and those who don't want to go to the army. A, a volunteer army seems to me, at this point, much more realistic because, especially if we're encouraged to do so for the reason I just mentioned. Because it, we don't need, as, as much as you're saying, we still need boots on the ground, F 16s, et cetera, we may not need it as much as we've needed up until this point. Do you think that Israel might be going in that direction
1: or not? It's a very good question. I think it's more about politics than actually uh, defense, right. honestly. Uh, but I think what you said is generally right for technology. So as technology advances, we need less boots on the ground right. so we can replace it with technology. So one fighter jet can do what, you know, hundreds of thousands of, uh, of uh, uh, soldiers did like uh, 300 years ago. Right. Okay, so it's right about technology and cybersecurity is no different. How do I know if I buy a, uh,
0: a Tesla that there won't be a kid somewhere who's going to get into that Tesla's computer system and, and destroy the brake system? So honestly, it's scary. It is possible, you're saying. It's it's yeah. It's, How yeah, Elon it has Musk, been proved.
1: What, what kind of cybersecurity is this company? It had? has been proved, and I talk about it in the book as well. Okay, that um, cars can be infiltrated. That experiment that you wrote. Yeah, about. The yeah, the experiment that I wrote yeah. about um, and controlled. Okay, so it is scary, and honestly, you need to trust Tesla that they do a very good job with security. So, what's his cybersecurity? office-like. It must be insane. <laughs> it must be huge. Yeah. I
0: hope it's huge <laughs> because that's scary. In other words, he needs an entire department just
1: to fight the battles that you're describing. Exactly. And, and between you and me, I didn't rush to buy Tesla and that's one of the main reasons. Like, so, I want to make sure they have the time to understand how right. to do security. So the
0: driverless car, which people are afraid of, you know, the future of driverless cars and they, and they point out that, you know, accidents have happened when they experiment, etc. Forget that. The reality is that, in addition to all the mistakes that could be made mechanically with a car like that, there could be people hacking in and actually controlling those cars
1: at some point. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Definitely possible, and it's scary. Honestly, it scares me as well. (laughs) No, but
0: it's funny when you say possible. I also have to remember the space that you're in. Like it's it's in your with all due respect, it's in your interest. To keep this fear going among people that, you know, that something can go wrong at a moment's notice if someone in the basement yeah. wanted to make sure to
1: do so. Although I'm not in cybersecurity anymore. No, I get that, right. And on, I'm telling you, on the personal level, um, I wouldn't rush to buy, like, a uh, Tesla until right. I, w- I, f- I feel like they've l- been through a few years right. of security development, right. okay? For my pr- That's on my personal level. Do you use Dropbox? I use uh,
0: Google Drive. Do you, Are you afraid that Google Drive is being spied on by somebody? or that? W- Honestly, no
1: from that perspective, uh, uh, you know, I trust Google. You know, I, I trust Google. Because I trust... they are what? Good at what? They're... Because they're very good in security and technology in general. Um, and I know they invest, you know, tens of millions of dollars every year to keep this stuff uh, secured. And I also understand that it's not less secure than having these files on my computer. It's actually a lot safer that it's uh, there. They're worried about it, right? Yeah, so it's all about alternatives. Obviously, yeah. like yeah, keeping it all like in the old days, in files, in the yeah. closet, in my house, that might be safer, okay? Uh, but that's not an option for me. Right. So it's about my computer on cloud, and when this is the question, I prefer in the cloud.
0: So your new book is sitting on Google Drive, and you're confident that nobody's reading it
1: before it comes out. <laughs> I'm confident <laughs> enough to live with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, see what, you see what I worry about? <laughs> now, what did you do? You wrote this in Hebrew and then someone translated it? Yes. yes. A- and how long does that take? Is it, is it a fast process to get it translated? Um,
1: it's a few months. So I launched the book in Hebrew last January. Called what in Hebrew? Um, it's called um, The Best Defense. But the, how do you say it in Hebrew? Aganato Vabiotel. Agana the Best Defense. Yeah. Because it's like even, it
0: doesn't even allude to computers, it doesn't, allude to, to uh, right, right. It doesn't allude to cybersecurity. Right,
1: right? Uh, right. does not allude to cyber security, but it's about like Aganato abater. So the best defense is right. offense, Right. and the book is about this game of offense and defense, right. and how Israel became like got a major role in that fight against the against the bad guys. So that's
0: what makes them the best
1: is that they're better at offense in, the, in this space in this area. So um, staying yes. ahead of the game, yeah, exactly, exactly, guys, because Israel right. has an amazing. Off offensive capabilities right. in the army and there is also like a private industry right. of cyber offensive tools. Right. This is why Israel became so good at defense, at cyber security. That's what it's all about. Unbelievable. Uh, the battle for your computer, I'm assuming this is available everywhere at this point. Yeah, Amazon, uh, whatever. We trust Amazon together. If I yeah. give them my private information, <laughs>
0: we'll, uh... they'll do okay. <laughs> but they're also in that I mean, first of all, they have AWS. They, they, of course. So imagine that the, as the way, same way you just described Google, Amazon deserves the same accolades, right? Of course, of course. Of course,
1: AWS is even scarier, I'd say, because like like a lot of the software today is running on AWS. A lot of the things that are being stored in the cloud right. are stored on AWS. Right. So you
0: know what I'm afraid of, and, and you may tell me I'm nuts, because because these hackers have access to everything, let's say Twitter, for example, Instagram, whatever. There, they really can produce a tremendous panic in this world just by spreading what's a false rumor, but dressed up as a real news item. They of really, of course, right. of course, and it it, it happened.
1: It's happened. On I mean, the, it's, it's
0: the war of the worlds 100 years later, basically.
1: Right, right, exactly. So, you know, in the, in the 90s, through the Cold War, the Russians sent here people to influence the, the news outlets, right. right? Now they don't need to do that. You know, they're sitting in Moscow, whatever, <laughs> wherever in Russia.
0: And, and to think that that's not happening is silly. It's definitely happening. It's
1: silly. It's definitely happening. And it was proved that, like, not on the last elections, but the one before, that they've done it. What about the okay. Israeli elections? Um, so, okay, so in the Israeli election, there was uh, evidence that Iran tried to influence the public opinion through Facebook. So it's happening all the time. Right. And like, like fake profiles, all of us get, if you have Facebook, you get friend requests from fake profiles. Like if you go and look, you'll see they have, they have nothing behind them. You will also see like people that are perceived as Americans. But if you look at the context on the profile, you, you can see broken English. Or for Israel, it's broken Hebrew, right? So you can tell that someone that's not American is trying to pretend to be an American, or an Iranian right. pretending to be an Israeli. So if you you can, if you pay close attention, don't approve every like friend request, you will see that there are people that are trying to build their network in your country.
0: How large did your company get before you sold it? How many employees were there? So we had uh, uh,
1: over 200 employees. Really. Yeah, yeah, uh, we reached to a point of, of all
0: all Jewish Israelis or not necessarily?
1: No. So we had like a hundred plus in Israel. Um and another hundred here in the US. Okay. Some of them, by the way, also in the US are Israelis that right. that, that moved live here DNA, right. or live lives here.
0: And the majority of them were on the West Coast or not necessarily?
1: Not necessarily. Actually actually my co-founder, he moved here to New York area. Um he started on the West Coast because this is what we thought is best. Usually um, at least what people say is that the talent in the the West Coast is better for for tech companies, Uh, but like the time differences between Israel and the West Coast is just impossible. If you wanna stay close to the product, to the product development, and that happens in Israel, so you need to be here in the New Yorks. So at least you have like, you know, these three hours where yeah. you can have meetings with your people.
0: No, I get that. I mean, I, I've been on the West Coast and, 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 it hit, <laughs> and it hit me that when things happen there at night, the rest of the world doesn't know about it. Right. You know, it's the middle <laughs> of the night everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I can appreciate that. All right, everybody, we're highly recommending it. It's pretty cool. And if you're interested in this whole, I, I know we've run out of time completely, but I have to give me a 30 second answer. Cryptocurrency, right? It, 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 isn't it set up? to eventually be completely disbanded or, or hacked or crashed or be valueless because of the bad guys that are out there?
1: Of course, and people are stealing Bitcoins all the time. Actually, Bitcoin is, is the most valued asset because you cannot track who moved it where. Right. And no one knows who ha- have how much Bitcoins. So that's like the most precious asset out there. So if you want to make money out of cyber activities, Bitcoin is your number one target.
0: Meaning, Bitcoin is number one target to buy
1: and then sell, or Bitcoin is number one target Bi- Bitcoin to hack? to hack. Because if you get Bitcoin from some someone, you, no one can tell like who took it from where and how it got there. And how it got there. Wow! So that's I, and by the way, I'm not upset that we ran out of time. With another
0: hour, I would never understand that. I, I just don't get it. But all right, you know, uh, for me, cash is still king. Exactly. Simple as that. Alone Arvitz, everybody. He's the author of "The Battle for Your Computer," Israel, and the growth of the global cybersecurity. Industry. Enjoy New Jersey and Shana to you. Thank you very much. And, and thanks for being here today. bi Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at com on the Single Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.